0: And here we are in another week of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon, and my name's Aura. So we've been playing some games in anticipation of this week's show. Lots of games. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we do that, I want you guys to leave us a message. We could talk about your games. That's I, I didn't even bring it up. All right, we have a Google Voice number. You've heard us talk about it. That's
1: right, and we still have it, and it's still open at all times, ready for your calls. The number's four eight zero. 4-GAME-21, or for those of you who can't translate uh, letters to numbers,
0: 480-442-6321. 480-4-GAME-21, remember it. Put it in your phones, people. I want you to remember that you have this at all times. So when you're out in the world playing a game at GameStop... Or, oh, you know what would be funny is if someone turned it on, left a message while just walking around GameStop and hearing people say stupid stuff. But uh, but I didn't say that. So just when the, the mood strikes you and you want to say, oh, my God, this thing just happened to me relating to games, leave a message. And we will use that. On a future show. And you will be a star of an upcoming show. Yeah, exactly. By the way, your use of that phone number uh, is is you're telling us that we're allowed to use your voice on the show. I don't know if we've mentioned that. I don't want to get sued by anyone for using their likeness without their permission. You're giving permission Anything you say can and will will be used against you. Exactly. Is that that the way it works? I think just the act of calling, because that's a step by by the person, would probably be deemed enough permission. Presumed.
1: Anyway, um, for all you listeners out there, um, please use this in favor of sending me messages over uh, Xbox Live.
0: Yeah, that is preferred these days. I guess.
1: Please. I don't have a keyboard. I don't know why everybody thinks somehow they can send me a s- tract of paragraphs and expect to get more than a two-character reply I back. I told you,
0: man, you can use the computer to respond to your Xbox Live messages. <sighs> yeah, it's too complicated. Okay. <laughs> that requires a login. Not doing that. All right, good times. So, yeah. like I said, we've been playing some games in anticipation of this show. We played Journey last week. Right, which which isn't new,
1: but is newly available for I guess people who don't have the PlayStation Plus thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't followed it. It uh, the demo just came out, and that's what we played. Yeah. Um. So I found I found this kind of funny because I actually don't understand why. Maybe Alan, you can think of a good reason why the game's been available for several weeks, but they deliberately like only released the demo just recently.
0: Well, on the Xbox, any game that is downloadable automatically has a demo associated with right. it. Right. And I've rule. gotten
1: I've gotten used to that. So now this Sony's way doesn't make so much sense to me now. Yeah.
0: So we know that producing a demo involves some sort of effort, some development effort. Oh, right? it sure does. So they may have chosen that you can release a demo, but you don't have to, right? It's up to you, the the developer. Well, that's the way it seems to be on PSN. Yeah, exactly, right, right. right. as opposed to the required on Xbox. I think required is better for everybody, right, because it actually puts the demo out there. But whatever, if people don't want to do it, that's fine. Um, maybe it's because Sony doesn't want every game released on, as a demo, right? Maybe they just don't have the bandwidth, the infrastructure to support it. Or that's actually they really like the angle. choice. I I bet it's that they don't want them all there because they don't want to have to maintain it. But I can only speculate there. Let's as, let's assume that they're being nice and just giving people developers the option in in terms of that game company who makes Journey. Right. They're so tightly connected to Sony, right? Because they've released exclusively on right, Sony. But
1: not anymore. Yeah. Because they've just finished their contract, and uh, I guess they're going out on their own or something. Yeah. but
0: uh, So, Sony wants to push sales of their their Sony Plus or whatever it's called, PlayStation right. Plus program. So, it makes sense that they would have made it available only through PlayStation Plus at first, right? But, but I find it... 30 days or 90 days or something. I
1: mean, I could kind of understand that, but I find it kind of working against their own intentions by not showing you a demo of it during the period where like you can only see it or get it if you're PlayStation Plus. Because it's like, hey, it's like, like the only people who would be actually susceptible to that tactic is people who know precisely what the product is already and know that they already want it. If you don't know what it is and you don't know that you want it, then it does you no good and it does them no good for them to put it behind a wall and just be like, ah, you can't get this until...
0: I agree. Christmas. I would feel shafted if I was if I had to put something for PlayStation Plus only. But they might have also offered them more money, right? Like, we'll, we'll give you a bigger cut. If you go PlayStation Plus exclusive for a while, right. then we'll give you some extra something, right? Right. Um, now, now, let's talk about the demo itself. I was actually surprised
1: about not only how short it was and how much of a tease it was, but how... I mean, this, this developer's games have always been light on content. Absolutely, and Can, let's go over
0: that. Right, first one was flow, right, and then flow r, and then right, <laughs> and, and, and then, this is flow s. So then I guess yeah, or was there another one in the middle? Well,
1: I mean, I guess this would have been flow est but uh, okay, <laughs> journey. So, so this is journey. Um, but the demo was I actually I mean regardless of what you think about it, and Alana, I know that you know that I have very strong opinions about their product and this product too yeah but regardless of what you think of them i thought this was actually a rather poor demo and a rather poor showcase of the potential of this game because what because what did we do you just we walked around we pressed some switches there were really like the number of switches you could press <laughs> you can count on one hand
0: absolutely i think there were two of them and then that and then that was it but so they always make games that are very mysterious, and I think that's sort of how they drag you in at the beginning because it's so weird that you sort of want to continue because it's it is an interesting experience. And I wanted to continue it. I don't know if I would have wanted to continue it for a long time, yeah, like much past the demo. But that's so why they it, so have to it keep it their worked, demos short. It
1: worked for you at least because you wanted to see more.
0: Yeah. So they do make games that are really artsy and and dare I say like you know intriguing, right? Based on their mystery, but. But like I said, I wouldn't want to do it for a long time. So you were commenting on how short their demo was. If They made it longer. I would have felt like I got enough. They had to keep it short yeah. to, to just pique my interest enough before I could realize that I didn't actually want to play the game. So okay, so that's an interesting tactic, right? I'm sure it's on purpose. <laughs> if that's on purpose, that's
1: also very interesting. Um, the only really the only other thing I wanted to talk about this topic was that the the tack that they seem to be taking with this product journey and and I think to a slightly lesser extent what they did with, um, with flower. And this is, this is a very, very old tactic and people don't usually talk about it. Right. But it's the kind of idea where it's like, um, do something really boring and simplistic, but couch it in a very, very beautiful context. In other words, the actual gameplay and interaction is boring and simplistic and neither one of those in isolation necessarily Results in the other, but I think that they both exist in this game. And just make it look as good as possible. And you're kind of like counting on its prettiness and its beauty and its good lookingness to overshadow uh, all of the other good stuff that a game might have, like in terms of interaction. And that's and, what and then people don't notice that it's missing all those things, and they just concentrate on the beautiful parts, and then they're happy.
0: What's weird to me is that they managed to make something that you're describing as beautiful, and yeah. which I think does look really nice, yeah. but it's in a way that it, it's not so much the look of it, because... I mean, flow was super simple in terms of graphics. But yeah, I mean that didn't have good-looking graphics. I thought, I but thought it, it had a visual appeal that I can't even describe. It was uh, just—it was interesting even, to watch. And I don't I wouldn't know, if, even like go that far. maybe it has a really high frame rate, so it's just smooth or something. Yeah. And flower is super simple, but still visually really appealing. I, I mean, the dynamics of the, the dynamics
1: of the movement is very appealing to watch. That was in flower. That's in Journey 2 with you know the the sand. Yeah. And, and well, okay, there's just sand, but,
0: you know. There's little tapestry things flying around, too. Okay, but that, like, the sand is, like, really something
1: novel, you know, like, having, like, cloth simulation, not not quite as novel. But the point is, right, that it's, they're very beautiful to watch, and it's very satisfying to watch them. Yeah, and, and musically,
0: it's also interesting. Sure, I'll it's give it's you that. Got some feel so, to it.
1: So what I find a little fascinating about this is that, you know, apparently there's a whole bunch of people who are into games that went into games for the reasons that are not the same as I did, did right? Yeah. I like interesting interactions and dynamics in terms of what you're doing there, right? But in this case, what they did is they're like, let's throw all that out the window, and let's just focus on beautiful-looking things that you're not actually interacting with or indirectly interacting with or your lover of interaction is so far abstracted that it's not actually that
0: interesting by itself. Yeah, that I hadn't thought of, but you're absolutely right. Like, they, it's got some really nice elements to it. Clearly, they've got talented people, yeah. but it's it has, it has had subtracted from it the thing that you and I enjoy, right? And with it, would make a very complete, really compelling game, right. right? If they could add something that was actually fun to play, right? Then it would sound great, it would look great, it would be fun, and instead, it just it falls short. And the other games, as so, I understand it, so here's are the that thing, way too,
1: right? Like I've had this theory for a while, where it's like, okay, you know, the game industry as it's expanded over the past decade or so, like, has had to have taken certain measures in order for it to be able to expand the way it has, right? Because the only way you can sell more and more and more and more and more, and more copies is to get new people to buy your products, right? And back in the day, a lot of the games were not really pretty right but in terms of their interact the interactive dynamics very interesting so you could say that everybody who is into that sort of thing is already a customer right so the only way that you can get more customers and more sales is to appeal to people who like other things like pretty things like
0: well i suspect the people thing- making this game are that type of person
1: well maybe so maybe no but what I'm talking about is, like, there's there's a lot of value, actually, in things that just look really good that are accessible in terms of the fact that it's not making any
0: demands on the player. You're just watching something, right? Yeah, like they, because they want most, to present art, but they want everyone to see all of it right, rather because, than just part of it and give up. Because most players these days, because, like I said, I think that the composition of people who play games has changed. I think
1: most players... Are not into games like we are. They're into just seeing things blow up for lack of a better term, but I'm gonna group everything into that. Right? And just getting a lot of output for minimal input. And that's intrinsically satisfying. Sounds like God of War. Sounds like God of War, yeah. And I think that's something that like games like that. Make.
0: We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. It's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com.
1: And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio.
0: And hopefully you're by a computer, so you can go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. While you do that, let's uh, let's move on past past Journey. I've I've said pretty much everything yeah. I want to say. I do wish that they would make something more more fun to play, but keep keep the aspects of of art yeah. within you know, the game.
1: Now you're going to get me to talk more.
0: Okay. Okay. So let's not go past Journey. Let's journey back into Journey. Okay. So.
1: I'm glad that you said that because it's it's funny. I think that there's a certain type of... Okay, here's the thing, right? I've always said this. Good design, good game interaction design, good game design is really, 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 really hard to do. I think it's actually much easier when you consider everything put together to make something that looks good that you don't interact with versus something that plays good that you do interact with. On top of that... Here's the other wrinkle, right, which is why games have been inexorably heading in this, in this direction they have in order for the market to expand, which is that it is, it is necessarily, by definition, m- creating a situation where a game is less accessible if there's more things for you to do in it or if there are things for you to do in it versus – A game, or if you want to put it in quotes, a quote game where you don't have to do very much because once demands are placed on you, then you're going to lock out people. And it's funny because there's a lot of beautiful things that a lot of people will never enjoy because they don't have the adroitness or the adeptness or the skill to be able to play in that arena.
0: Yeah, but you can still make a game... That isn't so challenging that you're going to. You can lock go half. I mean,
1: it's it's not like all or nothing. You know, I mean, if, that's what it, they did with God of War. There's a continuum <laughs> that's, that I brought up earlier. Well, right? that, that's what they do. That's what they do with, uh, and I think in a good way with a game like you know, like the rock band games, right? Because you're feeling like you're playing music, you are getting some sense of what it means. And the dynamics of playing an instrument in a certain way, but you're not getting all of them because getting all of them is much, much harder. Now, if you're able to do all of them, then you're you're lifted up into a very different echelon of experience, which has its own beauty, right? But not many people can experience that beauty. And so in order to kind of like find a balance, which I think they found a very nice balance, Right. The game Rock Band makes demands on you. And if you can meet those demands, then you get rewarded by the pleasure of that experience in a unique way. You know, something like Journey or or Flower makes far fewer demands on you. And the trade-off is that a lot lot more people are able to experience it. But on the other hand, the the value and the rarity of the experience and, and maybe even the intensity of the experience is also a lot more common, right? It's not as intense, you're not going to get that same experience.
0: Yeah. That's, I'm just saying I'm bummed out because I'm a player who wants the artistic value in a game, but I also want to not be bored off my ass.
1: So, yeah, I think that a lot of, we, I don't know. I think that there are some games that will do both, but it's hard to, to do both because that means you have to spend time doing both.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not denying that they exist. Yeah. Not that they come to mind, but, um, you know, it's just rare, right? So, when you find a group of people that is talented in one way, right. and either chooses not to be in another way, or perhaps just isn't, yeah. uh, it would be nice to see them change their ways well, or join inc- up with people who could help them make a better product.
1: Incidentally, like I think, Cinemora is actually a good example of that, because you can enjoy it on a level where you just play it on the easiest level, and you continue a million times, and you get to watch all the pretty scrolling graphics. And it yeah, makes, that makes, game doesn't fill in my heart the, the artistic... Yours area. maybe be no, but it is an example, right? Um, because there are a lot of pretty graphics in that game. And one of the good things about that game that I, I... in You know, personally for me, is that there is... Like, the art is good, and there's also something really good about the gameplay dynamics. And so, you know, however good gameplay is, it's always better... To experience those dynamics in in like in a setting that's not just like you know watching boxes move around in the so, in a pure abstract setting, as it were.
0: So let me present a uh, a quiz or a challenge to our listeners. Right, um, I'm trying to think of games that fulfill all of these areas. Right, art and gameplay. Really, it, I can limit it to those two, um, but interesting art as and I would include visuals and music in that and uh, and. Good gameplay, or at least fun, interesting gameplay. I don't know how we how we choose to define that, but like I can think of Mario games, they look good, but they're not as artsy, I think as they could be uh, but they seem to to fill all of those areas like visually appealing uh sounds very nice as well, and also play as well right, right and you right. gave cinemamour as an example um I would like to hear what other people think what what games fill that for you? I bet they're gonna say you know a bunch of role playing games Me too. or like Final Duty? Fantasy. You think they'll yeah. say Call
1: of Duty?
0: <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> probably. And, you know, Halo looks nice, right? But I don't, I don't know. How can you take a game that is that action-packed and, I don't know, not be totally distracted by the gameplay to appreciate anything else in the game? It's too difficult, I think. Hmm. So, But uh, but it doesn't matter, right? If you think so, then, then you think so. So let us know. You can call us or, or email us. We gave you the phone number uh 4804 game 21 or our emails are on the website chatterboxgameshow.com but i want to hear what you guys have to say about it and if there's games that i haven't played yet i would probably consider playing them off of the suggestion of our listeners because they fill all of these areas surely
1: all right well let's move on to another game
0: we also played uh like i said joyride the new one the connectless one and i think it's called joyride turbo right and also right. Trials Evolution, yeah. sequel to Trials HD, which in itself was a, tri- a sequel of some other Trials game before it came out on, right. on Xbox. So this was the most
1: selling game on Xbox Live Arcade until Minecraft came out.
0: Uh, yeah, it was definitely up there. I can't remember what the numbers were, but Minecraft blew it and everything else completely out of the water. Yes, it, it did. Um, which is weird, by the way, because I don't know a single person who actually plays that game. Like, I think we're just beyond <laughs> the age where people play Minecraft.
1: Uh I would say that other than the fact that you know when I was still working at the studio uh, most of my coworkers I wouldn't say most but there was a rather significant contingent who were playing Minecraft during their lunch break.
0: I don't get it. So. I've never seen it but like from what you and Rich were telling me the other day it does not sound appealing. I guess it's just the crafter if, if you're a crafting player yeah. then you're going to like that game and if you're not a crafting player i would i would be totally into crafting like at at the level that that game permits right something that's not too complex but still allows some intricacies if it led to gameplay if it led to something actually fun but you described it to me as a fairly gameplayless game
1: well there there is gameplay but like i said like i'm not the best person to describe the game um there is gameplay but i think the i think the large part of the appeal is that it is the interface to build things is very, very simple. and so because it's simple, it's also accessible. and um I don't i I honestly don't even understand why uh, people will make like the USS enterprise they have. and I'm sure they've made many people large will make the enterprise yeah. in
0: in every possible scenario. I guess,
1: I guess. and somebody even made like the minds of Moria like from J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> and the, the cavern is so big that like whatever, whatever, I don't know what, what the data structure term is, but like the cell that they, you know, they only draw is like one cell at a time of, of, of stuff. Right. And that's like the cube of like, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of blocks. Right. And the mind was so big that like inside of the interior space was actually larger than one cell. And so you would not be able to see from one side to the other because the game could just not be able to draw that many things. And so it would look like it was open on the other end when really it wasn't, you're inside a cavern. Nice. So that, that just gives you an idea of the scope of like what people build in that. But actually, like it would also be nice for us to hear like what people's appeal is because I kind of feel like I've gone through that sort of thing in other games already when, like when I was a kid and already got tired of that kind of thing. So like I remember I would play like like Sim Life, like incessantly for no reason. Haven't played it. Just to futz around with things. It's it's I mean it's not important like exactly what the dynamics are, but it's it's just basically like you're you're in like a toy like environment and you get to like play around with things and there's no like discrete end or end or end really. Okay and. I just remember spending inordinate time doing that and gaining nothing from it, and that also sounds like some other game experiences lately. But
0: well, I mean, I remember stuff like ActRaiser. That's a really simple version of a of a city building. Yeah, but but the thing is, but like
1: that's that's a really different context, though, because in that game, you're you're. Not only was your scope, like, bounded very severely, but also, like, your actions were directed in a very specific way. So once you finished the goals, like, then you just went on to the next part of the game.
0: No, I, I was a completionist. I tried to do as much as I could. Did you? To build that world. Because it was, it was more fun to me than the action part of the game. Um, so granted, this, that's it, funny. So maybe you'll like Minecraft then. Who knows? I, well, the thing is, like, that was a, like I said, it's a very simple version of crafting, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I the point is that I enjoyed it, right? I genuinely had fun doing that, and uh, now I think about – but I just, I just think about Minecraft, and it? maybe it's – I'm not creative, right? Um, so when it comes to building something from scratch, right, it, it doesn't appeal to me because I just don't have that in me. Well, I think
1: that's why people make things like this, the Enterprise because yeah, they, they can, have the blueprint to work They can from. recreate.
0: I can recreate stuff, but – but would yeah, you want know. to? No, I could make the Borg ship. That's about it,
1: and I don't know. I kind of also feel like you know like 3 d programs are like kind of inaccessible to a lot of people, and this is kind of a way to like model things in 3 d in a very accessible way. but I really have no idea how much actually that's a factor in its popularity. yeah, I'm just speculating I but just, that, I'd,
0: I'd love to see the age demographic
1: um I have a feeling it's kind of all over because, like I said i knew I knew forty something people who were playing the game incessantly, so
0: wow. But
1: um, but we kind of, uh, we were supposed to talk about Trials of Evolution. Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll go to break and
0: we'll talk about that. Good times. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woo-hoo.
0: Okay, okay, so we are prepared to talk about Trials Evolution. You and I. All right. Did did you play Trials HD? Did we get you a code for that? um, I don't think that you did, but I did play the first one a little bit. And
1: I was actually, I was really upset at the first one. I played
0: the first one extensively.
1: Yeah, I I remember. A lot. Yes, And you like doing that, too.
0: Yeah, it's a great game. And this next one seems very, very similar, although the levels look much nicer. Um,
1: Yeah, let me tell you what I like, actually, about this one versus the previous one. Um. I was immediately put off by the first one. Not only because in the first few levels, there were just these random explosions that were happening that did nothing but distract you. But I i was really... That up- happens in this one too, doesn't it? It kind of does, but they're not as in your face. Okay. You know? They, they seemed to, I think, have recognized that... Um, if you're going to have like fun stuff happening that it's better not to have that stuff happening in your face and to put it kind of like tangentially on the side so you can actually see where you're going and then enjoy like whatever random surprising animations may or may not be happening for no reason. But the impression that I had on the first one, which put me off immediately and didn't even allow me the patience to try more than like a couple few levels was that it really seemed like the camera was so closely focused on the player and so narrowly focused that I really couldn't see what was coming up until I got to it and so I really felt like in order for you to gain any enjoyment at all from the game you had to memorize the level first and then play it and so I kind of felt like I was driving blind in this one I thought that they did a much better job with reading the level there's a few things that kind of come up on you unexpectedly and Honestly, I mean, if you're playing for a performance, you do have to memorize the level, and I. Th- those are not my favorite types of dynamics in a game. But they did a much better job of, like, pulling the camera back, letting you see a lot, and also just giving you really clear leads, leads, reads on what the shape of the level is in front of you, and what part of that stuff that you see ahead of you is actually something that is part of your track and what part isn't, right? So I thought they did a much better job at just very cleanly, clearly, they're not perfect, but they, they, they did it better, laying out stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the first game enough to know that they're actually showing me more of the level. I don't remember feeling upset, Yeah, that, like not, not knowing enough in advance. I don't...
1: Right. Well, it's just it's my own baggage, so I wouldn't expect you to have yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I don't even know that they actually pulled the camera out. Are you saying like during the game it goes in and out as necessary? Um, or that it's just this game is is well it does that
1: more. but also I think with with evolution this latest one I think that they are uh less afraid to pull it out very very far back and and like I said the impression I had was that in the previous one it just stayed a lot closer to you and didn't let you see enough ahead of you
0: yeah i uh one thing that i Here's th- like I said, I haven't played the, the first one in such a long time. I could have sworn, though, that you could go backwards. You could actually turn on reverse. Yeah, yeah you were telling me about that. And in this one, you cannot. At least in the demo, you can't. It's just break. Um, yeah. And and this game has... Or the first game, at least, had a lot of secrets in it. They intentionally... I mean, they put special stuff all over that game. Yeah. And uh, this one, in the demo... I mean, for all I know, there are secrets. We didn't go finding any. But uh, you can only break. You can't go backwards, which... Which takes away some of the options for uh, special areas. Well, and maybe for,
1: maybe they decided those kinds of special areas are, like don't really go with the flow of the game, as it were, and so maybe they don't do that anymore.
0: I don't know. It just it also la- adds to more dynamic gameplay, well, right? The Where thing. you're not always moving forward. I mean, Sometimes in, you have to in move back. way,
1: in a way, it does. But consider this, right? If you're putting secret things that require you to go backwards, that means that. In order for you to find those secret things, you have to get a suboptimal time because the main metric of the game is. Oh, when you're
2: going the the for time.
0: secret, you're never right. You're so, not going for the end of the level.
1: So, so what I think is, you know, and, and this is this is some amount of speculation because we don't know how many secrets are in this game or what they're like. But a much more elegant design is to make it so that the secrets that you uncover are uncovered by way of you doing the same things that also grant you fast times and good scores because that's the main metric of the game right because otherwise it feels like the latest versions of burnout which is like oh you got a fast time you got in first place here's some points oh you crashed massively here's some points right and it's like no matter what you do even if they're two like diametrically opposed activities i.e. crashing versus not crashing you still got rewarded
0: yeah, I don't I don't think that's how Trials was, but it's it's just it just lessens the the poss- the opportunities for various gameplay beyond just secrets. I mean, the secrets right, but just what something they look, hid.
1: My point is is that just because there's a facility or there could be a facility to uh, make more dynamic ways of gameplay doesn't mean that it's always better to do so.
0: I, I think the option is almost always better. Yeah.
1: It's just it's always better if there's just different, if more that there's different and more things to do. You think?
0: Yeah. Now, that said, this game there, has a, a value to having a break instead of a, a reverse, right? And it would be better to have both. But some, some racing, driving games, whatever, just have reverse instead of a brake. Well, so if you hold it too long, you end up going backwards when you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I they, don't remember they usually abstract works. them together,
1: right? Where you're braking until you stop, and then it turns into a reverse if you're stopped already.
0: Well, exactly. That's the problem, though. You hold it too long, and right. then you end up going backwards yes. you don't mean to. Yes. So there's a, a good value in having just an actual brake. That's but, true also. But you could separate them into two different things. If, possibly. Anyway, uh, overall, the game feels pretty much the same to me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what, the the only thing, I can kind
1: of see why it's as popular as it is, my main main reason why I will not ever buy a game like this is because I really dislike the second-to-second do-over style of gameplay, and what I mean by that is that a session will last, like, anywhere from two to ten seconds until you have to try that same s- two to 10 seconds of gameplay over again. That is, I mean, I'm all for really tight iteration loops. I'm being, like, being able to try again without delay, but that is too tight. I do not like playing the same 10 seconds repeatedly. Okay. I like to play maybe like a minute, five minutes of something. And then if I, if I do it over again, I'll do it over again. Right. But, just this yeah, whole, it's, like it's, it's not terribly forgiving it's very st- it's not even just the forgivingness of it, right It's just the fact that like it's this very like staccato dynamic of repetition it's too staccato you know it's just i'm uh, it's too repetitive i want I want to be able to like enjoy something and digest it and make a mistake and recover from my mistake and not just play the same three seconds over and over so that's what I don't like,
0: yeah, well, all right, so we haven't said too much about this new one. Whatever. If you like the first one, you'll like the next one. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I was about to start talking about the circus level, but I'm not going to get into it. It doesn't matter. No, I think we've said enough about Trials. All right. So let's let's talk about some other stuff here, not uh, not the demos that we've been playing. All right. Um, There's something that caught my eye, what, like a week ago? Yeah, a week ago. I don't know if you read this. Do you, do you know what Origin is?
1: Uh, it's, EA's, it's EA's new thing, but... Um, yeah, it's EA's Steam. Right. It's EA Steam—that's a good way to put it.
0: I think it's for EA games, but I, I don't know if they do other games as well on there. It doesn't matter. Point is, um, apparently they're offering to waive the distribution fee that they charge people for. Wait—is this for a developer or for a to consumer? the developer? Right. So if you are an independent developer and you go to Kickstarter to get the money to make a game. And okay. then you release it on Origin. Okay. Origin will give you three months or technically 90 days of no distribution fees. That's and I assume that three means, months? That's it? Well, I mean, you make most of your money in the first day, right? So I mean, fair enough, but why limit it to three months? I mean, that's not a very long period of time. Well, the, my problem is I don't know what distribution fee means. It sounds to me like the whole cut that they take. Or is there right. a cut plus a, a fee involved in the bandwidth and whatever? Right. So I don't know what fee it is they're saving, but I'm guessing it's a significant one. Uh, and to to give that to the the developer for 90 days... To give it to him for a week would be huge. Uh, I'm not feeling it's as huge as you are, but continue. I mean, come on. If, if it's what I think it is, and Origin just is not making money on this game for 90 days, right. uh, that's huge because they're basically saying we're going to go profitless for independently or like crowdfunded games period
1: right but if if you for some reason do make a blockbuster then like it's like they're protecting themselves by making sure that if it is a runaway hit and it sells for a long time that they can still make money off it
0: well also the the next game you make presumably would go on origin and i'm curious if there's uh some sort of contract in order to get that that your next game would also be made available. I wouldn't be surprised. But
1: you know what this sounds like to me, right? This sounds like the, like, introductory cable or phone offer of, like, oh, yeah, it's only 20 bucks for the first six months, and then for the rest of it, you have to pay money. And what what those turned out to be is really bad for you because, I mean, you usually tend to pay for those things for years and years and years, and so...
0: Well, yeah, but... um... There was no indication in the article that I I read that after the 90 days, you were treated any differently than if you weren't taking advantage of this freebie. Right. And, I mean... Well, I guess they have to do it because Steam is such a juggernaut. You know? I mean, everyone wants to be on Steam. It it might just be an effort to get more stuff, right? More games on their service. I mean, I I think it's clearly what that is. It might... But, like, it could be totally not helping them money-wise, right? It certainly sounds like it. It's just... I mean, in the long term, sure, by getting a bigger right. um, catalog of games, right? But on a on a single level or a singular level of each independent game, um, yeah. I bet they're just giving money away. And that's great. That's cool. And they're getting some, some good attention for the fact that they're willing to do this. And uh, it makes me curious, actually, if the other distribution networks would do that. Or perhaps if they have an exclusivity clause for Origin. Well, that would also be really interesting, right?
1: I, I kind of feel like there's always there's going to be like a, there's some fine print in here that we don't know about.
0: Yeah, I suspect so as well. But you know what? I had some someone I know was recently talking to me about um, EA in general and how they're just they're starting to not suck. Like, people hated them, and it just got, like, rated the worst. I've been hearing that line for, like, three years now, though. I don't know. Apparently, they're doing a better job of customer support and just supporting com- their communities well, in it general. Well, true. EA has turned from the devil to someone who's, at least according to my friend that I was talking to, not as horrible. Yeah. Well, Activision is the devil now, so that's, EA can't be the devil anymore. It's just funny that EA was given that, that rank recently of worst company ever. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Yeah, no, I follow the consumerist. That was politics.
0: Going to break. Be back.
2: Where are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology. UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu.
1: And we're back once again. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio.
0: Don't forget to go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. They can teach you. To make games. All right, so we got a couple of uh, interesting stories this week.
1: Uh, and by interesting, I mean incredibly sad. Um,
0: yeah, it's funny because you feel the sadness in a way that I don't feel because I'm not employed in the industry.
1: Um, perhaps true. Uh, what we're talking about is 38 Studios is closing this last Thursday. Yeah, now we we talked about 38 Studios a couple weeks ago. We did because they were having financial difficulties, they had taken out a $75 million loan. They, Highly so publicized because it's from the government. Yeah,
0: and I totally don't understand it, by the way, because we know that they got $50 million of the loan, but yeah. then some articles were like, if they end up not paying it back, which inevitably they did not, um, the people of Rhode Island are going to have to pay it back to the tune of like $112 million. Now I understand the concept of interest, right. that a loan grows, right? but I don't understand why if the loan was given by the government and therefore by the people... Why they would then have to pay themselves back with interest. Because if you made the loan, you cannot pay interest when you have to pay it back.
1: I, I I can't tell you.
0: Yeah. It makes me think that Rhode Island borrowed the money themselves in order to then relay it to 38 Studios. Well, this would not
1: would, surprise me either because since when does Rhode Island have $75 million just laying
0: around? That's around? not a lot of money to a government. No? Um, so, like, they probably have hundreds of millions earmarked for... You know, spurring business and whatever. Think so? Even but Rhode Island? Even Rhode Island, Island. Rhode Island? They're right next to Connecticut. They got to have some rich people. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's strange to me. And if they did borrow money from someone else in order to give it away, I would be super upset because government should not be doing stuff like that.
1: Yes, and well, the other sad thing is that um, well, this is such a high profile thing. I even heard this on the regular like nationwide radio news. This is so high profile. You can be guaranteed that not only will no governments be lending any money to any game studios any time in the next 10 years... Never again.
0: <laughs> Never no, again. No,
1: it'll happen again once we all forget about it well, in a decade I mean, or two. Well, I mean,
0: this was far too risky a move. The only reason it ever right. went through is because right. employment is so miserable these days that they found a new way to, to right. take that yeah. Right, I mean, right. it was
1: high risk for sure, right? But the other problem is is that since this is so high profile, this is just going to, I think, reduce... The interest in spending money in the video game sector by super rich people in general, which is bad for all of us, for everybody. You know, right? Uh, because they're just going to be like, "Look what happened to Rhode Island: seventy-five million superstar Kurt Schilling. Look what happened."
0: Yeah, I still don't understand how Kurt Schilling ended up in games, but but whatever. No. Uh,
1: you know, it's some people got the silver tongue, I guess. But it.
0: You know, it's also good to point out. I learned from an article this week. uh, It's not just thirty-eight studios. They had bought up big, huge games, right? So so now the people at big, huge games, which presumably a much smaller number of people, um, they're working. Yeah, I mean, and there when we talk about the the three hundred eighty-nine employees of. Uh, 38 studios. That includes the Big Huge Games guys. It's does not... it? Actually, I was under the impression that it didn't, but I don't have a figure for Big Huge Games. I believe it does, right? Because Big Huge Games, they, they were totally bought up by 38 studios. So they're no longer Big Huge okay. Games. Well, either but... way, at least 300 odd people. Yeah. Which is a Almost lot of people. But they were working independently in Maryland. And so it's strange that there's this studio that was still so separate from the mothership company. Right. And then when they axed them, everybody gets, gets the layoffs. And nobody's been getting paid. That's fine. But couldn't Big Huge Games just continue being Big Huge Games now? Couldn't they go back to just being a studio? So, so it's interesting that you
1: bring this up. And I don't know if – I mean my assumption is, is that nobody's got the money to pay all these people to keep them working, right? But there was is, there is a time apparently I've, – I've been told this by um, outside parties who are apparently privy to these sorts of things. There was a time when – because I've been I've been part of lots of – Lots and lots of layoffs yeah. <laughs> myself where, you know, you'd have a studio full of people who are, you know, at least, let's say, competent at doing what they do. And, you know, if they went under another bigger company like, say, EA or whoever could come in and basically say, OK, we're going to buy all you and we're going to make a new studio out of you. And they basically, you know, I mean, it's it's a good deal on at face value because... You have a lot of talent already used to working with each other, already in one place you got all you have facilities there already anyway, I've been told the the days of this are over for one reason or another. I think it's probably just because people they, the companies who used to do that do not want to spend that money to do that anymore.
0: Well, employment is so rough these days there's so much competition they could yeah. by making them just fight for their jobs or interview or whatever they'd probably get them more cheaply anyway.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's another thing. But
0: it's it's actually it's particularly
1: sad for me because I know that uh, you know one of one of my friends that I used to work with actually left THQ to go work with them and
0: big huge or thirty eight studios thirty
1: eight okay and it, I was like hey um, do you want to ask Kurt Schilling if he's got any contract jobs up there <laughs> he was like no we don't have any contract jobs but you should come work here. I was like uh, I'm not too sure about that, you know, maybe just uh let me know if anything contract comes up and you know. So I'm glad I didn't take that, but I'm also very not glad because you know, my friend Josh along with a lot of other people who I'm sure are very talented um, are, are out of a job, and this is a huge layoff. I mean, thirty, three hundred eighty, three hundred seventy people. Three eighty
0: nine was three eighty nine. I believe what I read. That's a
1: lot of people all of a sudden. You know, yeah. they are
0: not all going to land in on their feet. There, there was talk similar to what you said before. There was talk that two game studios, you know, geographically sort of close to Rhode Island, were throwing, um, you know employment whatever events oh yeah uh, and to to try and get these people it would be
1: smart of them to do so because like i said you know if you're well i didn't just say this but i will now if you're an employer that's nearby you want to get the best people out of that right because the best people don't often you know hop from job to job to job
0: yeah but does does this mean those people were already hiring and they just weren't finding people because i mean isn't isn't the story that nobody's hiring these days um, I mean, that is the story, but on the other hand, too, especially I think for video
1: game studios, I think a lot of video game studios have the attitude of uh, we 're not hiring, but if you 're good enough then we 're hiring we 're hiring <laughs> right They're, in other words, I mean it sounds stupid, but what really what it means is that if you are uniquely especially talented, then they will find room for you because people who are uniquely and especially talented are such high demand because they are so infrequent, one.
0: and and they are lucky in that regard that uh, the game Kingdom Kingdom of Amalur: Reckoning is yeah. that what it was called? Yeah, uh, they're in the strange position of being critically acclaimed while being financially uh, destitute. Basically, yeah. So <laughs> the game didn't do well, but people, you know, reviewers liked it. So the employees obviously had to be good at what they did. So you know, right they now might of- actually get picked
1: up. Doing well. I have a couple of interesting statistics here. In the first thirty days, the game sold around three hundred thirty thousand copies. Okay, in at least according to um, Kurt Schilling, in the first ninety days, the product sold one point two million. And apparently, also according to Kurt Schilling, this says outperformed EA's projections. Oh, at least in the 90 days Who, who's maybe. Proje- his projections? Kurt Schilling says, this was actually a tweet, by okay. the way, that uh, their game had
0: outperformed EA's projections. EA? Yeah. Oh, was EA oh, their okay. publisher? I, I believe so. I thought you said EA, and I'm like, why yep. are we talking about EA. them at yeah. all? <laughs> yeah. The the non-devil.
1: Okay. Um, But then at the same time, right? Okay, Governor Lincoln Chafee of Rhode Island says that in order to break even
0: this game needed to sell more than 3 million copies yeah it it's weird that you would go from not having a studio at all to suddenly having a studio of 400 people like, that's, that's bound to fail. It's, it's akin to all of the projects I see students try to do all the time where they're just like, we're going to make this amazing Well, thing. it is, it is what everyone be, says, yes. It, it's going to be 3D. It's going to be the best ever. Like, it's Molyneux effect, right? It's going to yeah. be big. It's going to be bad. It's going to yeah. be awesome. It, it's, not, it's not. certainly not the first time nor the last time, I think,
1: where a hopelessly ambition pro, ambitious project was undertaken. Yeah.
0: You have to build up to that, man. You can't just – because, like, you know, you've worked on games where you had a tool set to work from. And that yeah. toolset was originally I've, developed for another I've game. I've been
1: on projects like that that were hopelessly ambitious
0: and the scope was just Yeah, out but of the control. right way to do it is to take a studio that's built up over time. They have assets, they have projects, they have tools that you can use to work on the next thing, right? Meanwhile, this company starts from zero. They have to build up all of that stuff to then make something that's huge. You see companies all the time like they'll make a game that is like, it's basically a proof of concept, but they've refined it enough and release it so they can get some investment back right. to then work on the game. Really, that's the one they wanted to make the whole time. Right. But they had to make the stopgap game to sort of get their tools together. And uh, I can't remember what it was, but you told me you worked on a game that had a tool set that was made for another game that was totally different. Right. But you had this tool set. Yeah, it happens a lot. Was that the Red Star?
1: No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But wasn't the, weren't
0: the tools made for like a platformer game? Yep, they were.
1: They were they were actually developed for Vex originally.
0: That's the I couldn't remember the name of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So you use tools that were made to build Vex to make a totally different game. Yep. Um, and imagine starting from scratch when you wouldn't have had those tools, right? right? And and it worked out. But the thing
1: is, right? Like, I think the main mistake they made because it's hard for us to really, I think, reliably like speculate on what bad decisions they made. But How I about think
0: hire four hundred people or don't get the uh, the loan.
1: Well, so so there's that pressure, right? And the fact that like. I mean once you're getting into the once you're getting into the bargain of you know like we we've spent so much money that the game has to sell three million in order to break even, I mean that's a dicey proposition, no matter how you
0: cut it. Yeah. I just think that the governor didn't think it through, said we're gonna only give you this money if you hire all these people and let them just run with it however they wanted. It, it was bound to fail like yeah. they they should have said. You're gonna get, We're going to give you this money over this much period. You're going to have to make at least so many projects to hedge your bets, right? Not this one all or nothing go yeah, forward. but Three million copies to break even is ridiculous It is it for is, a first project. It is an incredibly
1: tall order and apparently one very clearly that was left unsatisfied.
0: Just absurd. And it, I'm, I'm sure they could have made the game with half the people, but since they had to hire them as part of their loan then they just hired him and put him to work that's another
1: you know that's another interesting prospect I think there's I think there's probably a lot of money wasted in a lot of different myriad ways yeah
0: a number number of ways but who knows the real details maybe Schilling will write a book that no one will read right because they don't anyway or maybe he won't that was a joke Um, alright well we're at the end of the show thank you so much Uh, next week I'm going to be in LA and I will record this with some people that I'm going to E3 with good time. It's going to be so much fun. We'll uh we'll talk to you guys next week. Good night, guys.
2: Listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info in the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember all your base are belong to us.